Square is definitely something that's not indigenous to Chicago, so we're super excited to bring in a new style for the city um, because it is such a pizza city. I think we deserve it. We started R&Ding it about two years ago. Um, it originally started as our family pie, and then it kind of moved into a place where we were really happy with it and we wanted to share it with the public. Three friends, two of whom are engaged, started out making artisan round pizzas and giving them away via Instagram for free. The experience led to a Chicago internet sensation that has evolved to encompass a classic Sicilian slice inspired by the great ones in New York City. The story behind pizza fried chicken ice cream straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. Welcome, everybody. Great to have you along with us. Um, hopefully, you got a chance to check out uh, my website, my personal website this week, stevedolinsky.com. I've got a three-parter talking about the state of the square slice in Chicago. You know, Chicago is always known as the tavern-style square-cut town uh, or deep dish or stuffed. But now we've got this style inspired by places like Mama's 2 on the Upper West Side in New York, Upside in Midtown, uh, Defara in Brooklyn, Prince Street, Prince Street Pizza in the Village. So many great Sicilian squares and rectangles in New York. And now, finally, it is coming to Chicago. That is the subject of today's show. But in my, my blog post on Wednesday of uh, this past week, uh, I talked on the 29th of July, I should say, I talked about uh, four places, Ludlow Liquors and Pizza Fried Chicken Ice Cream and Pizza Friendly Pizza. <laughs> run by a two-star Michelin chef, by the way, and Table Donkey and Stick. And one of them, pizza, fried chicken, ice cream, is this brainchild of three friends, uh, two of whom are engaged to be married. And they started off with this great quirky little business called Eat Free Pizza a couple years ago. Just on Instagram, you'd direct message them the day before. You'd claim a pizza. You'd go meet them on their front stoop. And have a couple of beers and a pizza. Certainly not possible in the the COVID days, but um, that led to an iteration of an East Coast Sicilian, and that's kind of what they're doing now with this new business venture. They're partnering with a guy, really quite a character, Ed Marzuski. He's got Mars Brewing, and they're right next door to Kimski in Bridgeport, which is just south of, of southwest of downtown. And they're doing the Sicilian pizza, and then the chef Juan Kim, next door at Kimski, is uh, supplying and helping them with the, the fried chicken. And they're getting the ice cream from Pretty Cool Ice Cream in Logan Square, a fantastic sort of quirky artisan popsicle ice cream novelty shop. But it's the pizza we're talking about today, and um, it, I want to, first of all, apologize in advance. Um, I know our listeners are so used to this high-quality audio experience here on Pizza City, but for some reason I had a problem with one of my mics this week. So there's an occasional popping noise. It's, it hopefully won't deter you from listening to the whole show, but just once in a while I hear a little pop to my audio files in the audience. Apologize. Um, and also just wanted to reiterate 
how innovation is taking root here in Chicago. You know, this city, accepting of so many different styles, whether it's architecture or, or theater or even culinary. I mean, Alinea started here more than 10 years ago. And uh, the fact that we can try things out here in Chicago and the fact that people don't crucify you if you're making a Sicilian and it's not exactly like the one you had at Defara in Midwood and it's not exactly like the grandma you had at King Umberto on Long Island. People cut you slack in Chicago, but I love to see all this innovation going on, especially with the squares. And so that's what's happening right now with these three friends um, from Eat Free Pizza. Um, I met them just last week in one of their apartments in Ukrainian Village, just a few feet from their now-destroyed Whirlpool oven that got them started two years ago. Well, first time we've ever had a triumvirate here on the Pizza City Podcast. Very excited today. I'm sitting in the kitchen with the founders of Eat Free Pizza and Pizza Fried Chicken Ice Cream. Uh, we'll go in order here. Brad Shorten, Cecily Rodriguez, Billy Federighi. Brad, this is your apartment, yeah? It is, yeah. yeah. So the first time I met you guys, you were doing Eat Free Pizza, which was what? So it was a little project that we started. We um, were testing out our pizza recipes, and in the process, we were just eating so much of it that we couldn't keep up with ourselves. So kind of as a joke, we were like, why don't we start an Instagram, give it away for free? Some friends started following along, and it kind of started with friends and family, and then friends of friends, and so on and so on, and it kind of snowballed into this cult thing. Uh, local breweries jumped on, started giving us free beer, so it became like free beer, free pizza nights once a week out of Brad's apartment. Now you said you were working on your pizza recipes, but the three of you didn't have a pizza place, you weren't opening a restaurant, you weren't, like, did you all grow up in the business? Like, take me back, let's start with Brad, like, what's your background? So, I think I was about 15, I started working at uh, the local pizzeria in my town, and it was just my favorite job, I loved it, um, and then, you know, you go to college, you do everything else, and I just kept thinking, one day I'll come back to pizza. And I always worked in the restaurant industry after college. And then... Where'd you grow up? What town? Uh, Westmont. Oh, yeah. so western suburb of Chicago. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let, let's, let's talk... We always start with every show with, like, what's your first pizza memory? So west suburban pizza, is it, like, Armand's? Is it a tavern-style, thin Chicago-style pizza as a kid? Uh, well, actually, I grew up in Cincinnati until I was about nine. So there's a place called... Uh, uh, what was it called? Uno Bianca's or something like that, I think, or Uno Bianca's. But they had, a, that was one of my first memories of pizza. I loved it. It was thin crust, uh, crispy. But then in Westmont, yeah, there was Uncle Pete's, L&F, Rosati's. Those were kind of the ones, the go-to for everybody there. Thin crust, tavern style, yeah. Interesting. So you get a kid from the Chicago area, but again, not growing up on deep dish, growing up on thin pizza. So you, 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 you went to college, and you, then what happened after that? Uh, so then I just started working in restaurants again, and I've been working in restaurants ever since. Billy and I were great friends. Uh, he just loves cooking. I love cooking. We started making pizzas together uh, just, you know, as a hobby. Let's just learn how to make pizzas and it just kept snowballing like that. And then, you know, to get better at it, we just started making more pizzas and more pizzas. And that's kind of how Eat Free came along is just what do we do with all these extra pizzas we're making rather than just throw them away. Brad's actually friends of friends, and uh, I was living in Los Angeles for about 10 years for college and a little bit after that, and I'd come back and visit, and then I'd hang out with Brad, and that's kind of how I became friends, and then I've officially been back to Chicago, uh, back in Chicago since 2009, and from then on, we've been, very, you know, really tight, so. But you were in the, the film industry or television industry, right? Yeah, and I, I still currently am. Um, obviously, we're on hiatus right now, but... Uh, yeah, I work uh, all over the place a lot. Of most of the time in Los Angeles, I travel back and forth and uh, I direct television commercials and 
I've done a few films and stuff like that. And so what is your earliest pizza memory? What kind of pizza? Uh, it's Armand's. Uh, my parents are from Elmwood Park. Uh, I grew up in that place, you know, eating that pizza. You, you know what kind of pizza someone likes based on where they're from. If you're from Northbrook, you're a Barnaby's person. If you're from Homewood or Flossmoor, you're an Aurelio's person. When you said Elmwood Park or when, it, when you know, Brett said Westmont, like that west part of Chicago, that's Armand's country. It is very specific in terms of like your neighborhood or your region in Chicago, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, 100%. It's almost like, uh, I don't know, the equivalent of someone's like parish or something like that. It's like wherever you're from, is the, your pizzeria is where you go and that's it. Let's get to the third leg of the triumvirate. Cecily, what's your background first pizza memory? Um, so we have north side, west side, and I represent the south side. Um, I'm from Oak Lawn, so I actually grew up on Palermo's. Um, it wasn't until later, I feel like, that I got into Vito and Nick's, but I would say those are the two, um, those are the two pizza memories for me. So for, again, for folks not from the Chicago area, when you say Palermo's, are you talking about Palermo's on 63rd or 95th? I'm talking about Palermo's on 95th. Okay, so you're talking about a sort of a, a thin pizza, cut into squares, tavern style, but a sweeter sauce on the south side, yeah? Definitely, sweeter sauce for sure. Unlike Brad, but like Billy, you went into an industry that was not really pizza focused. You, were, you are a model. Yeah, so I still currently am uh, slowly getting back to work. Uh, it's definitely like picked up the last month or so, but you know, it's been a lull for a little bit. Okay, so the three of you came together with this eat free pizza idea and it was an Instagram only thing and people would have to direct message you as soon as you posted something like the day before? Yeah, so Brad actually makes these illustrations and I would post the illustration and that would be our announcement. And when people saw that they knew to DM us and I would respond to all the messages um, and I would kind of, when it first started, I would take orders and then we decided it was like a little bit overwhelming. So we made like signature pizzas for the night. Um, and you know, people would just come the next day, pick it up. We'd have beer. We did a stoop series one summer where we just have people out there, like a cooler of beer and just hanging out and meeting each other. It was, it was really fun. It's kind of crazy to think about now because I don't think that would exist in a COVID world right now. Right. Just random people coming to your apartment to hang out, but it was fun. And, and this style of pizza, Brad, uh, it's a long, uh, it's a far cry from Rosati's and what you had in San, San Cincinnati. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, the pizza we started with, Billy and I started doing, we started with making Neapolitan pizza. And then we realized we just can't get enough practice. You can't get enough time with, you know, a, a 900,000 degree oven. So then we made a hybrid of kind of a New York uh, Neapolitan style. We came up with that, and that's one that we could rig this oven to about 700 degrees, and we were able to, to bake that off and got a nice leoparding and a uh, nice rise out of it. So it was, you know, I think it was considered like an art artisan style pizza. You've tried it. And then we just started switching gears over to the pan. The pan was like our family pie at the end of the night, and then we switched gears to the pan. So we still haven't. Uh, given people, we've been working on a tavern a lot, but we just, we're waiting for it to get right where we like it before we start uh, doing that, and then we'll probably do an eat-free tavern and start giving that away for free to kind of test it out, you know. I, I think it's encouraging for people who are like yourselves, who don't have a professional kitchen you know, at, your, uh, at your beck and call, and you've got this little, I mean, we're in a Chicago apartment here, this oven is not fancy. How'd you, how'd you jerry-rig it to get it up to 650, 700 degrees? Because that's really a big difference in terms of making a pizza sometimes. It's a, yeah, huge difference. That was our, our big struggle. Um, this is a little Whirlpool, kind of a crappier oven, uh, gas oven. Uh, so we basically made a box on the bottom, boxed it in, pizza stones at the very bottom of the oven, 
um, the thermostat's at the top of the oven. And so when you box in all the heat at the bottom, the thermostat's reading, you know, three or 400 degrees only, but you're set at 500, so the oven never shuts itself off. It's just trying to generate that heat. So meanwhile, inside that little box, we're reaching almost 700 degrees. Then you decide you're gonna open up this place, a brick and mortar, and everybody's thinking artisan-style pizza. It's gonna be the, the 20-incher with the beautiful cornichon around the edge, a little leopard spotting, as you said, with those seasonal farmer market-driven ingredients. But no, it's, it's Sicilian, and it's called pizza, fried chicken, ice cream. What, what happened there? So Ed Marzuski is, um, he's like the owner founder of Mars Brewing, Maria's Packaged Goods, Kimski, which are all Chicago places in Bridgeport. Um, and he sat down, he was like super excited about it. I mean, if anyone knows Ed, he's just like thrilled about everything. No, no, he was like, he was super fucking excited yeah, about yeah. it probably, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was freaking out. Like he was totally freaking out. Um, and so we just loved his energy and we met him early on. We met him like in the first six months of Eat Free Pizza. And he was like, anytime you guys want to do something, let me know. So fast forward to like a little, probably a year later or so, we had some offers, we had some ideas about what we were going to do about opening a place. And uh, we were like, hey, what about that guy, Ed? Why don't we reach out to him? Like, we really liked his energy and everything. So we called him up and he's like, you know what? I've been trying to get this pizza, fried chicken, ice cream idea off the ground. I have the chicken, I have the ice cream, I don't have the pizza. You guys should be the pizza. And the reason we started doing the Sicilian style pan um, was actually because we did an event for the Hoxton and it was like a, you know, a social event, like no tables or anything, like a standing event. We're like, this eat freestyle doesn't really work. Like, you know, a triangle floppy slice. Like, I mean, I guess it does in a way in New York, but we're like, why don't we just really R&D this pan pizza that we've been doing at home? We like it. Like, let's get it to where we really want it. Billy and I took a trip to New York. We went to some places like Mama's Two, tried about a bunch of those squares, Prince Street, Prince Street. Yeah. Um, and we got really re-inspired, R&D'd that, and got it to where we wanted it. And then ever since then, we're like, this pan is where it's at right now. We did that in like three weeks because we had like a deadline looming. And also the other thing that you forgot to mention is Hoxton didn't have a uh, oven for us. Mm -hmm. They had one oven down in their kitchen, which is like the Boca Group's kitchen. And they're like, that's all you have. So we are literally running pizzas to this party through a kitchen, through this like labyrinth, up three flights of stairs to this party. But um, yeah, that's why we had to do it. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna continue talking with the team here behind Pizza Fried Chicken Ice Cream. And we're gonna dig a little deeper into this Sicilian style that they have, I think, perfected. Plus we're gonna preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're here talking with the trio behind Pizza Fried Chicken Ice Cream, uh, Billy Federighi, Cecily Rodriguez, and Brad Shorten. And uh, last segment, we were talking about how you went from Eat Free Pizza and its artisan style, sort of New York-inspired, to the Sicilian Square Slices. Now, the new place in Bridgeport, which is just south of downtown, um, next to Maria's Package Liquors, by the way, uh, is a slice shop. You can walk up, up, walk up to a window right and get a slice, or you pre-order a whole pie. Chicago, as you all know, is not a slice town. People don't walk up to windows and get slices generally. So do you feel like this is taking a risk, if you will, even though it's just pizza? Well, I think first off, it was taking a risk opening during this COVID crisis. Uh, but yes, it was different for sure. But I think people seem to have embraced it 100%. 
uh, we do sell a lot of slices. Even when we were popping up and pre-ordering, people were ordering a lot of slices. I think they enjoy the, uh, the option to get some variety as well. Like they may, you know, we got eight slices per pan. People might order eight slices, but they might all be different just so they could try and sample everything. We're doing our sausage, uh, with that's a red pie. Uh, we're doing a mushroom caramelized onion and that has a shallot cream sauce. Um, and then we do our cheese. So those are our three that we're always offering. And now we're doing a, a weekly special, um, our chef's choice, uh, and that changes. So we're, we've been running that every, you know, that special will run for two weeks because we're only open for three days a week. So you get six days of exposure to that special pizza. Uh, last week we had a soppressata with, uh, with fennel. It was a red pie. That was, it was fantastic. And then uh, the week before that we had a lemon cream, shallot cream sauce with uh, just fresh herbs, tons of fresh herbs. So you get kind of a, a, a creamy layer and then you get a sandy layer where it's still dry on top and, and then tons of, of fresh herbs. And That was a smash hit also. Yeah, people loved it. It's about 70% hydration and uh, it's a non-refrigerated. Uh, it's just overnight, uh, 24 hours. Uh, just sort of mix them up by hand and and then we go from there. Um, Using the, uh, is it the Caputo Americano or something different? Flower? Right now we use uh, King Arthur. We are currently using the Galahad, but I think we're gonna switch to the Lancelot. So overnight in the pan or overnight like in a bulk fermentation and then you divide it? It's an overnight bulk and then uh, basically our schedule is around 10 a.m. They get balled and thrown into the pans. They rest for a few hours, stretched, and then uh, they're ready to bake. And are those pans oiled or Crisco'd? Some people are using oil and Crisco. These are just olive oil. Yeah, we haven't Crisco'd yet. But you're thinking about it. I mean, now that you mentioned it, why not? <laughs> always things, so. That's what I hear from John Arena in, uh, in Vegas at uh, Metro. Anyway, um, okay, so then in terms of toppings, is it like a typical Stanislaus tomato? What's your tomato situation? It currently is, actually. Uh, we ended up on this 7-Eleven. Um, we kept testing, uh, and we found that we liked that the best. Blind, you know, blind taste test. And then in terms of the toppings, are you guys making anything? Like are you pickling peppers? Are you making sausage? Like, or are you just sourcing it from people? How does that work? Uh, we're making everything from scratch, uh, pretty much. We don't cure our own meats. That's probably the only thing that we're not doing. Um, but everything, all the roasting, um, all the seasoning, the, the sausage, uh, you know, we grind our own sausage and then season it ourselves. We actually do have a company now that's, that's grinding our sausage for us. Mozzarella, is it shredded? Is it sliced? Is it grande? Is it not? We're actually on brick right now. and Brick cheese, like Detroit style. Yeah, we're using brick and shredded. And we're actually hand shredding it, which Brad hates, but he's getting a real strong arm from it. And why do that? Why go through that process? <laughs> just because we open so fast, we don't have the money to, to buy the equipment, I guess, you know? Well, we just... and also pre-shredded, you know, there's, there's something different about it. I don't, they coat it in something to keep it from sticking. It loses some of its freshness, some of its melt. We just noticed we don't like it as much. We really never, we maybe baked one pie with the pre-shredded and, and hated it right away. You're baking in like a, like a blodget or a, some kind of a stone deck oven? We're in a blodget, yeah. Again, everything we did was sort of, you know, I mean, if you know Ed, it's just like we're going to make it happen, we're going to do it quick. And he found an oven, we literally wheeled it down the street two blocks down from another place down in Bridgeport on skateboards and it was built in our space and that I was it. The day we told him, hey, like, let's do this thing. The next day he's like, I got an oven for you guys. You guys got to go get it. So we like, yeah, brought a bunch of dollies and like skateboards and stuff and wheeled this thing down the street that he like um, found from another place in Bridgeport. You know, Solari's, Solari's sandwiches, they had an oven in the back, like literally just sitting there under like a tarp or something. And we took it apart and moved it down the street. 
Now, because of Ed's background, his name is Ed Marzuski. Mother is Korean, father is Polish, and this, the impetus behind Kimski is people who don't know from Chicago. It's kind of half Korean and half Polish. Um, because you got a pizzeria there now, is there any thought to maybe start integrating Polish ingredients, Korean ingredients, on your beautiful Italian Sicilian pie, or would that be sacrilege? We've talked about it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if Chef Juan had any ideas or anything like that, or just provide us with some ingredients, we would definitely mess around with that. Well, I'm sure he's got ideas. We yeah. have, yeah. yeah. In the past, like he'll just say, like, "Oh, I have this extra pork belly," like, and we've thrown it on a pizza before. For and sure, yeah. We haven't actually sold any of those pizzas. Um, we haven't really like, you know, worked them out totally yet. We've just tried them ourselves. But yeah, I mean, we're always open to like. I I don't think that we're so strict in thinking like pizza's Italian. That's it. You know what I mean? We've done, like for Cinco de Mayo, we did a special that was like an al pastor pizza, and we did an elote pizza with chorizo. So we're always open to, you know, integrating other cultures in our styles of pizza. Sure, yeah. Derek Tung over at Pauly G's has done like a carnitas pizza in his New York style out of his front window. Um, I've seen places now doing Chicago-style pizzas. Even Bonchi, Gabrielli Bonchi's namesake, mm-hmm. is doing a Chicago Italian beef with homemade jardinera on this Roman Altaglio pizza. So it's certainly the experimentation, which I love about Chicago, that we don't feel like there are these rules we have to stick by, right? We can kind of experiment, and that kind of gives you the freedom as, as creatives. The key is, I mean, you've got this beautiful, soft, almost like a focaccia interior with that open crumb. That's really what, that's the most important thing, as well as this crispy undercarriage, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Final question we ask everybody on the show here. I'll go through each of you, because we've got three guests today. Knowing what you know now about pizza, which is quite a bit because you've been dabbling in different styles, what would you tell yourself two, three years ago before you jumped into this rabbit hole about getting into the pizza game? Uh, Just knowing, even from this last month of kind of being open, we're like sort of half open right now, that it's a lot of work. It's a lot more work than we anticipated, I think, especially when it's just the three of us in the shop right now. Even thinking you'd be able to divide it up by three people, it's still a lot of work. It is, because uh, Cecily kind of takes on the front of the house as far as, you know, the chicken and ice cream as well. And me and Brad just in the kitchen, the two of us, it's, uh, it gets to be a lot of work. Plus you have other jobs. We do. Luckily, we're in the middle of this this uh, shutdown, so we're not working as much right now. You're going to have to train somebody to replace you when you go back to a regular schedule, yeah? Yeah, uh, we've already started talking about it because we're going to need somebody else there for sure. Tesla, your advice to your younger self? Um, I would say just be ready for anything. Um, I, I mean, this pandemic definitely threw a lot at us that we weren't ready for. And, you know, I took on some roles that I never expected, like I'm doing all of our accounting and, you know, everything like that that I never in my life thought I would be doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, between the three of us, like we're at the shop for 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day sometimes. So yeah, don't underestimate the work and be ready for anything. Uh, yeah, I've loved the pace of everything so far. Um, I would have, I think I would have made more, a little quicker moves early on. This has been about eight years almost or seven years in the making. It would have been cool to be, you know, two years in, we probably could have, probably could have got to this point if we just really, but you know, the pace has been great. I wouldn't change a thing. Okay. Best place to find you guys on Instagram right now would be pizza, chicken, ice cream. Does that sound right? Okay, even though you still have to eat free pizza. Pizza, chicken, ice cream is the new business. That's where you find them. Uh, slices anytime, uh, pre-order whole pies. Brad Shorten, Cecily Rodriguez, Billy Federighi, thank you so much, guys. Good luck. Thank you. Thank yeah, you thank much. you. Thanks for having us. Coming up in two weeks, a trip to San Francisco 
for a New York slice? Yeah, you know what? For the pepperoni, I wanted it to be that greasy pepperoni slice. When people dollop it with a napkin, that means that we're accomplishing what it is that we want. We want the cheese and the sauce to come together with the oil from the pepperoni and really create this greasy, magical, just classic pepperoni slice. I'll talk with the owner of Long Bridge Pizza in the Dogpatch neighborhood where giant East Coast slices are on the menu. That's in two weeks on August 14th. Remember to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and rate us, please. I would love to know what you really like or really hate about this show. We're at Pizza City USA on Instagram, and our website is pizzacityusa.com. We are now back up and running our weekly tours. We're going to do three every weekend. We're kind of we're wrestling with the bus tour. We're going to do the walking tours. Those seem to be the most popular. We're adding a Friday late afternoon walking tour downtown Chicago. So check them out at pizzacityusa.com. Sign up to be on our mailing list over at my website, stevedolinsky.com. That's, again, where you're going to see those three stories I had earlier this week about the state of the, the state of the square slice in Chicago. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song. And just a reminder, stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Keep social distancing. And please keep ordering pizzas from your favorites to keep those afloat during the pandemic. Thanks for listening, everybody. And here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio always.